1: This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio
2: 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Well, as you may recall on last week's show, I devoted. The entire hour to all of the new Little League rule changes that are in effect for this year and especially for the playoffs. And I also added a preview of rule changes for next season as well. Now, I had our friend Steve Callis come on the show last Sunday to go over all these new rules in Little League. Uh, And because there's so many of them, I, I was mindful of how much time I had, so I didn't take any calls. But Judging from the overwhelming response uh, to this topic on AskCoachWolf.com, clearly a lot of people had a lot of questions about all these changes in Little League. And so as a result, I have asked Steve to come back this Sunday to clarify some of the trickier aspects of the changes, and I will open the phone lines right away so you can ask about everything from the new Little League rules regarding bats and how these rules are going to change in 2018 and, and so on and so forth. And trust me, if you aren't aware of what's happening with Little League, well, you really need to pay attention to this morning's show. I mean, there are new rules from Little League regarding intentional walks, speeding up the game by having the batter stay in the batter's box. New regulations regarding fights that occasionally break out in little league games. Uh, new rules regarding stealing of signs and a lot more. And friends, our number here, of course, is one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. That's brought to you by Mohegan Sun Connecticut, Mohegan Sun Pocono, and Resorts Atlantic City. Steve Callis, good morning. Good morning, Rick. Great to be with you. Well, thank you, as always, for being our expert on Little League rules and regulations and what the good folks in Williamsport are cooking up for this year and for next. I mean, it's so, so many places to start with us, Steve, as we discussed last Sunday. But let's start with the, the biggest uh, the biggest issue here, the one about bats, Little League bats. If you can, give us a quick recap uh, regarding the bats that are legal for this year, and then what's going to happen to the bats for Little League starting in January 2018, which is really just, you know, less than six months away.
3: Yeah, the quick recap is sad to me anyway. They are now instituting, as of January 1, 2018, what is called the new USA baseball bat standard. And right now, Um, You cannot buy a bat with the new USA baseball mark on it. And if you don't have that kind of bat next year in the Little League, the minors, the majors, the 50, 70, uh, even the junior league up to 14, you have to buy a new bat. The only exception, which I was remiss in not saying last week, I put it in the article on your site, is if you just use a good old-fashioned one-piece wood bat this year and it meets the Little League, you know, ratings, you can use that next year, but if you use any alloy, aluminum, metal, composite, anything. uh, Unfortunately, you will have to buy a new bat next year, no exceptions. And the interesting thing about the wood, Rick, which I learned for the first time, maybe other people were aware of this. I'm going to read it to you right off the USA Baseball Bat Standard frequently asked questions because I was not aware of this. This is in respect, with respect to wooden bats next year. Mm -hmm. Um, Solid one-piece wood bats that adhere to Little League's regulations will be allowed for play with or without the USA Baseball market. However, multi-piece wood bats must have the USA baseball mark to be approved for play. This includes two-piece wood bats, composite wood bats, laminated wood bats, bonded wood bats, (laughs) bamboo bats, and any wood bat that could be defined as an experimental design. So I was not aware, Rick, of all these (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> levels of wood bats. I just thought there was like a wood bat. So the only thing you can use next year that you're using this year is a wood bat one piece. I've just read you all the exceptions to even the wood bat rule. So I find it very sad, but you have to have this USA baseball mark. And oh, by the way, you can't buy any of those bats yet because they're not for sale and will not be till the fall.
2: Now, let me just clarify this, and uh, we'll get to the calls in a second, but this is important. So I went out this, let's say, theoretically, I went out this past uh, winter, this past spring, and bought my kid a, a, brand new, a, a brand new Little League bat approved by Little League and Williamsport. It cost probably, let's say, $300. Uh, and you're telling me, and that, that's, we'll get to the wood set. This is, a, you know, a composite bat or, you know, whatever, aluminum. You're telling me that that bat I spent $300 on is not going to be permitted come next spring?
3: That's correct, and as one parent said on the JustBats.com website, where they have literally 45 or 50 pages of questions and comments, she said, I just went out and spent $300 for this new, I think it was like uh, the the hot bat is like the uh, Mako, the Easton Mako bat. Yes. Uh, Are you telling me that that bat is garbage on January 1st? And the answer to that question was, yes, it's garbage on January 1st. And so, unfortunately, Rick, it's not... Theoretical for tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of parents who went out and bought a bat. In the article, as we discussed, you know, I've now said hopefully the bat manufacturers or the retail bat sellers will have some kind of trade in or some kind of discount. But according to the Just Bats website, as of June, early June, uh, no such thing was uh, right now contemplated by the bat manufacturers, which I think is just disgusting. Because part of this, no matter what anyone says is a money grab because all of these parents are going to have to go out and buy a new bat. the overwhelming well, majority, very few people use wood, are going to have to go say, out and buy a new bat.
2: If you have a wood bat, if your kid uses a, a old-fashioned, traditional Louisville Slugger bat, and it's a one-piece bat, you can still that kid can still use that bat next year. But I mean, it, it, this is un, this is just look. We know that Little League has become big, big business. Uh, it's a multimillion-dollar operation. But to have all these new rules, complications—it's it, just mind-boggling, and and it's just—I uh, mean, poor parents are going to want into just a into a buzzsaw when they start encountering all this uh, as we get into next year. But Steve, as promised, that let's get to our callers because we have a lot of ground to cover here. Let's let's start this morning with our friend Ed over in Elizabeth. Ed, are you there? Good morning, Rick. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Ed?
4: Good. Um, this literally thing—it's it's it's crazy. I'm gonna show you a point. I just umpired in some regional and district uh play for mm-hmm. Little League. Mm-hmm. And they want us to volunteer, which is not a problem because baseball has been good to me throughout my career. Yet this is becoming a multi multi million dollar business. It, it just doesn't make sense with that. Right. On that and I think with the bats, if they wanna change the bats they they should push it back another year. I mean I mean that point you just brought up about a lady just paying for an off for a bat, and now next, and you know, the kid maybe going to get maybe two or three months out of it, and then all of a sudden she's got to buy another bat. I, I think I, I just think it's ludicrous with that.
2: Well, you know, the thing is that you mentioned about volunteering, in particular about umpiring and stuff. You know, uh, Steve Keener, who's a longtime uh, president and CEO of Little League Baseball. I mean, it's, it's been reported several times in the media that he makes close to half a million dollars a year in salary running a little league baseball, and, and Steve Keener is a very nice man and everything else, and he's entitled to make uh, as much money as he possibly can. But I find it a little bit off-putting when you say, well, we pride ourselves on the umpires and the coaches all volunteering their time when the CEO is making, you know, say, over $400,000 a year in salary. So, right. uh, I...
4: And you know what? Rick, has umpires, we're not looking to make a million dollars on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, even if they just said, pay for our travel. But, they, you know, that's here and there. But I'd like to put a congratulations out to a guy from New Jersey, Bob Cirello. We're going to be up in the Little League World Series this year. He's one of the finer uh, umpires in the state of New Jersey in Little League. And I know he'll do a good job uh, representing New Jersey in the Little League World Series.
2: Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that, Ed. And, and uh, thank you for the call, as always. I'll talk Have a to great you day. See. Take care. Let's go, uh, let's go to uh, Tom over in, uh, in Brick, New Jersey. Tom, good morning. You're on the fan.
5: Listen, you know, when they brought in the aluminum bat, I thought it was a cost factor where, you know, you didn't you didn't have to buy a wooden bat uh, all the time. You'd have an aluminum bat. It
2: would last a while, that. right?
5: But it went crazy. And I and somebody's got to answer a question for me. This new style bat will it still have drop weight on it? Like you know, drop five, drop six. Or is it just going to be a standard,
3: uh, (laughs) you know, weight size? Yeah, I can take that, Rick, if you want. Tom,
2: good question. Thank you. Go ahead, Steve.
3: Yeah, um, the the problem, frankly, is under the new bat rules, again, effective January 1, 2018, in the Little League, and look, this affects also Cal Ripken and others, but we use Little League because that's where the most players are, obviously. There will be no drop bat weight limit which is a little scary to me. I recounted the story where um, my son used to use a 3128 in the seventh grade in the middle school, and then went to the little league field and used a 3119, 31 inch, 19 ounce. So that was a drop in and of itself right there of 12. Mm -hmm. Apparently now under the new rules, you can have a drop more than that. And I have a feeling that these uh, aluminum alloy bat makers will be able to make even bigger drops. And I don't quite understand the reason for that I researched in Little League to see why I can't find anything on their site I looked at the bat companies rank but I can tell you that there is no on these new USA baseball bat standard bats for the Little League there is no drop limit
2: oh my goodness all right well we're talking of course about Little League rules and regulations that are changing this year have changed this year and are going to change again for next year uh, we even mentioned the fact that next year, for example, they're going to get rid of all the thirteen-year-olds. That's going to be, I mean, something we've been talking about for many years on this show. Radio.com.
5: Radio.
0: Radio. radio. Radio.com.
2: My guest this morning, Steve Callis. We're talking about all these changes that are coming down the pike uh, this year and next year. Uh, in Little League Baseball, and uh, it, there are a lot of them, and we'll try to cover as many as we possibly can. And, of course, we'll take your calls at one 337 6666 Steve, right before the break, we are talking about these Little League bats. The, the, the other, to complicate matters even more about the drop weights and everything else, the, the, there are two different types of barrel sizes for next year that are allowed?
3: yeah and again, this is right off the frequently asked questions: What will be the barrel size of the new bats? The bats approved using the u s a bat standard will be made in two and a quarter and two and five eighth inch dimensions uh, in the old days. you could only have only two in the, the old days of this year and before Rick, <laughs> you could only have two and a quarter inches and you know it's an interesting conversation again i can't find reasons why, but uh wouldn't you want your 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old to use a bigger-barreled bat to, in theory, hit the ball better? Will there be weight issues? Will there be no drop level, as there will be no drop level? So it's just fascinating. I'm not quite sure why. Obviously, as you get older, as you know, when you get into uh, high school and college, you'll use the 2 and 5 eighths. Maybe that's the reason, but again, I I can't find it anywhere on the site.
2: And and again, uh, again, just to recap very briefly, next year, starting January 18, if your kid's playing Little League Baseball, he or she has to use a bat that has a USA bat mark on it, or a bat is illegal, uh, but you can continue to use the wood bat if it's a full one-piece wood. <laughs> right. But it, it, it is, it's just a, an endless uh, Byzantine labyrinth of, of trying to figure out all these rules and regulations, I mean, you wonder, why are we making this so complicated? All right, let, let's get to some calls. Let's go to uh, Evan in uh, East Windsor. Evan, good morning. You're on The Fan.
0: Hey, good morning, Steve. How are you?
3: Good. I'm I'm good, Evan.
0: (laughs) I've been coaching Little League Baseball for about 15 years now, and there are two things that strike me. The first thing that strikes me, and I'm convinced of this, a 12-year-old should not be allowed to be throwing curveballs. Absolutely. Until they get to the Babe Ruth level, they shouldn't be allowed to throw a curveball. And if they need to throw an off-speed pitch... The coaches should teach them to throw a straight change-up, in my opinion. The second issue, you brought it up last week, about intentional walks. At the little league level, up to 12 years old, a 12-year-old child should not be intentionally walked. It just shouldn't happen. And those are my views. But I'm, I'm firmly of the view that kids at 10 to 12 years old, they're too young to be throwing a curveball I know Little League claims to have run a study years ago, but their study presupposes that the kid is throwing it perfectly, and it's a wrist snap, and it's nothing with the elbow. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way.
2: Well, Evan, let me me jump in here first. I'll let Steve address the the issue about the intentional passes. I think we all agree about that concern. But basically, you know, Little League baseball has worked very hard in the last 10 years to show that throwing curveballs or sliders is not... Uh, dangerous to to the kids um and i think we've gotten to the point where we now have all sort of agreed well you know yes if you get a really good pitching coach in little league to show a kid how to throw a curveball properly chances are that kid can throw the curve and not put his arm his elbow in danger the problem is (laughs) those coaches don't exist in great numbers and as correct and that's 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 the issue so but again that's not a rule change little league certainly allows kids to throw curves and sliders, and a lot of them, they think by just protecting the kids by pitch counts that they're going to protect the, you know, the fact that they're not going to hurt their arms. But, you know, again, and you know, Steve, and, Steve and, and I have talked and about this many times on and the air. Fer-
0: and to further it along, when we get to the big league level, when all of the younger pitchers are undergoing Tommy John, I believe partly the reason for that, kids are playing a lot more Little League today than I did when I was a child, there was no such thing as travel baseball when I was a child. We played two games a week. That was it. And second of all, I just don't believe a 12-year-old throwing a curveball without the proper coaching is in the child's best interest. No,
2: Evan, we're on the same page, and and uh, oh, okay, I'm and, sorry. No, we're, we all agree with you. We've been trumpeting this for years. That even even Dr. Nicholas, who's on the Little League Board of Advisors, still says still says. You know, kids shouldn't be throwing a curveball until they're old enough to shave. Now, for some reason, (laughs) Little League Baseball doesn't seem to listen or read their own website when Dr. Nicholas says this. Uh, I'm sorry, um, I'm confusing my doctors here. But, uh, but Steve... Go take this, I get so worked up on this, Steve, you fill in here, because we're talking about this issue we've talked for many years.
3: Yeah, well, Evan's right, but we've talked for 10 or 12 years, and you and I, Rick, always defer to Dr. James Andrews, whose yes. name, by the way, Evan, was on that curveball study, and right. even after the right. curveball study, Dr. Andrews came out and said, my belief is still that you should wait till puberty after you've started right. to shave, which, as you said, is kind of kind of in line with the um, Babe Ruth 13, 14, 15-year-old yeah, right. level. As for the intentional walks just briefly because we did go over it last week if you don't make a kid throw the four pitches a number of things happen does it shorten the game by a minute yeah maybe but uh, really what happens is the hitter is deprived of the right to hit which shouldn't happen when you're 9, 10, 11, 12 exactly
0: the pitcher that goes goes without
3: saying let let, let let me finish Evan no you have to say it it's a skill to even learn how to intentionally walk somebody which in the major leagues now they've done it but even on blooper reels you see in the major leagues. A pitcher throws it over the plate by accident. A pitcher throws a wild pitch by accident. So I think if you're teaching kids the game and as Rick pointed out last week, if you want the big hitters to really have a chance to hit, why are you walking them all the time, which is what's going to happen, uh, then I, I think this was a rule that, yeah. you know, again, well-intentioned, but not really necessary. Evan, you, know, you, know, you, know, know. you know,
0: you hit the nail on the head. There was a Yankee game last year, but on an intentional walk <laughs> threw it over the catcher's Correct.
2: I saw it last season. <laughs> so at that point, and Evan, th- thank you for the call this morning. And, and just to follow up, Steve, as we were discussing this even last week, it, if the idea is to develop kids, to develop their skills not only as a pitcher and learning how to you know throw with some control from the mound, but it, I'm telling you, we know how Little League coaches are. If the opposing best hitter uh, is a guy he's a big kid or he's like a, a young Aaron Judge or, or he's, a, he's a terrific hitter, I'm never going to pitch to that kid. I'm, you know, Give him a walk. I, you know, pass him, because why take the chance he's going to hit a home run? And, and that, that defeats the whole purpose of, of getting kids in Little League to, to play, play the game and have fun and, and to learn how to, how to play the game properly.
3: Totally correct.
2: All right, let's move on. Let's go to uh, Coach Tom in uh, North Arlington. Hi, Tom. Good morning. You're on the fan.
1: Good morning, Rick. Oh, boy. <laughs> someone had, you knew someone was gonna bring up curveballs. I mean that that that's a whole other thing. I won't even get to that. Yep. Um I, I look at the amount of money that's being made by uh Little League Baseball and all the officials, not just the CEO. You have the people in charge of the districts, you have people you know, there's a big bureaucracy there. Uh and I you know, I know it's not exactly the same, but I liken it to the NCAA. The people that are being watched and bring in the money. Okay, are getting nothing. In fact, it's even worse because you have to pay, you know, to be in Little League. You have to pay for the patches. You have to pay your league fees. You have to pay for insurance. Okay.
2: That, that's right. And,
1: and all these fees, they should at least be able to do something to reduce, if not get rid of that. And as far as these bats, with the monies that that's out there and being made and with these other companies there should be maybe there are certain leagues or certain places where you could give bats to the league like the old days you remember when each team had their own bats you know when we first started coaching so this is why baseball is on the decline if you look at different leagues i know in my town we used to have 12 teams two different leagues we're down to 5 teams Okay, it's, yep. it's it's expensive now. Everybody has to buy their equipment, and, all, and this is what Little League needs to be doing to promote the game. The money is certainly there. I'm not saying they shouldn't be on ESPN or everything else. That's just technology. But I mean, it should dri- at least—I won't even say drip back. It should go back to these places where well,
2: uh, nobody. You t- put the kids first, Tom. Nobody seems to understand, as you say, why doesn't the money sort of filter back to the youth and the grassroots level? Um, we know, for, and, we, and, and Steve and I have talked about this for many times uh, in years past, Little League Baseball gets paid millions of dollars for the rights to televise the, the regional playoff games and obviously the, the World Series out of Williamsport. Millions of dollars from ESPN. They have all sorts of license deals with, uh, you know, serial manufacturers and, and, and so on and so forth. So where does this money all go? And Because every time they, when they open, a, they do a game from Williamsport on ESPN, they talk about it's such all volunteer. Everybody is all, you know, volunteering their time to help these kids and make it seem like it's all, you know, fresh and it's a, something I have a Norman Rockwell picture. And it's not. It's, it's big business. And, and and Steve, we've discussed this many times, you know, this, why doesn't it filter back? Well, tying this back back to the new bat
3: issues with mm-hmm. the new bats for next year, one would hope that Little League, and again, Cal Ripken, Dixie League, other leagues, but again, mainly Little League, because as Coach Tom pointed out, that's where the money really is. Um, you would hope that Little League would put tremendous pressure on these bat manufacturers or the bat retail sellers to sell, either at a discounted rate or to have some kind of trade-in policy with, again, I always quote that mom who spent $300 with her bat that's now going to be garbage on uh, January 1st of 2018, it would seem to me at a minimum that Little League could do something coupon-wise to make some kind of effort. uh, Because when you also go to the website about how much of these bats going to cost, it's really a fudge answer, as you'll recall, Rick, where they say, well, bats vary significantly in price, but we expect that they'll be about the same. Well, that's not a good answer. Because about the same could be two hundred or three hundred or four hundred dollars for a bat that you now have to buy next year. You don't have a choice again unless you're using the one-piece I, wood bat. Yeah, uh, hey Tom, Rick,
1: Rick. I just wanted to say one thing. When, <laughs> yeah. when, I, don't, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to make a big deal of watching during the Little League games of. There's no admission, but they passed the hat. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, mean, I, I always wondered where that money went to pass the hat. Okay. Take
2: care, Rick. Thanks, Tom. And, you know, and, and Steve, you know, we're just, uh, again, we can do all these kind of issues. Um, uh, and obviously the bad issue, again, this is people I don't think have woken up to the fact that this is going to change dramatically the next by next year. And let's hope. That Little League Baseball is monitoring shows like this and reading the pushback from the parents saying, whoa, 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 you're going to mean that bat I just bought is now it can't be used ever again in a Little League game? That's not fair. And maybe they will come up with some program to do a discount or a buyback of the bats that kids their parents have bought for them this spring. As always, I invite you to check out my website at AskCoachWolf.com. As I mentioned at the top of the hour, uh, because of the response uh, from from, uh, listeners, one who had questions about all these Little League changes, uh, I I urge you to go to AskCoachWolf.com and and read uh, Steve's uh, terrific recap and roundup of what's going on with Little League. You, You have to wonder why they make this so complicated. It's just little kids playing baseball, but... The rules and regulations, I mean, you know, you need a law degree to figure all this stuff out. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, we're, we're taking your calls at one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Steve, 337 6666 Steve, before the update, I mentioned about the fact that they're going to change the rules next year regarding eligibility. And I think people need to be aware of this. You know, for a number of years now, we've all sort of watched the, these, these giant... Young teenagers uh, come into Williamsport, these kids who are, you know, 13 years old, and they're six foot or taller, and they're 200 pounds, they're giant, <laughs> giant kids, and clearly, you know, they, they dominate Little League Baseball at the World Series. And now it turns out the Little league baseball has decided after great research and and uh, executive <laughs> discussion you know what we're going to change we're going to now change the eligibilities starting at 18 uh, we're going to uh, make it uh, so that no 13 year olds can play with the 12 year olds and and I want to read you something because this came off one of the uh, an article I read uh, from uh, regarding this change um, and a Little League spokesman said that this change, you know, you know, basically uh, banning 13-year-old kids, had nothing to do with the number of hits, home runs, or no-hitters being recorded by 13-year-olds. Uh, he said basically this has to do from an internal study Little League did that says that parents found that their players wanted more opportunities simply to play with their classmates uh, and, and younger, younger participants. I, I mean, really? I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, this doesn't make any sense.
3: Well, I recounted the story on your show a few times. Eleven years ago, when my son had aged out of the Little League, I stuck around and, and was on the board of directors of my local Little League. And I was in the room the day that the president of the league announced that Little League had changed the age limit to allow older players. The old cutoff, as you'll recall, was to, um, August 31st. Yes. And the new cutoff became April 30th. And I raised my hand. I said, no, 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 that's got to be wrong. They don't, want, they don't want older kids in the Little League. They want younger kids. And the guy, of course, said, no, 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 you're wrong. They do want this to happen, and this is what happened. That's 11 years ago, Rick, and we've talked about it a number of times over the years. So finally, again, this has, to me, nothing to do with studies, really. Age, you don't don't want these big kids. So in the old days, in the old, old days, prior to 11 years, a 13-year-old who was born in August was essentially a 12-year-old, and only, only that. Now, after the last 11 years, you had someone who was born in May, June, July, or August who would be 13 in the league, in the tournament, and that's part of the problem. As for the classmates thing, I did a little research on that, Rick. (laughs) And while it is true that many states have a cutoff that will now, little leagues will now coincide September 1, so there will be no 13 year olds playing, that's true. At least in our area, in New York, it's generally December 30. I say generally because other school districts can make different within the state. Mm -hmm. In Connecticut, it's essentially December 31st. And in New Jersey, it's more school district to school district, literally. So that's going to have not the classmate effect that we expect, Uh, maybe (laughs) for the country, as there is in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. But again, it took them, to me, it's the right thing eventually, but it took them 11 years to see the light by not allowing older kids. And I will say the one good thing they've done, is those kids who were born in may june july and august of 2005 will be 12 year olds in the little league next year even though they're 13 otherwise those kids would have lost their final season of little league i think that's fair under the new rules um as they are now promulgated
2: it's just unbelievable all right let's let's go back to our callers let's go to marty at in east northport hi marty you're on the fan
5: hi good morning guys thanks for taking my call yeah uh I have a, a question regarding what you call the drop in bats, and I know is the minus. Right. But in any case, uh, why Little League has been so interested in maintaining safety factors as far as balls that are hit very hard uh, and threaten the safety of the pitcher, the third baseman generally? Uh, you drop the minus. You, you take the miners down, and you make it an unlimited thing, and you increase their bat speed, you increase the barrel diameter, which now gives them a greater chance of hitting the ball. Both those factors are going to affect the safety. There's no question. Uh, and I don't understand, literally, again, being so concerned with safety factors, how they would allow that.
3: Well, Marty, I can tell you this, and and I totally agree. That's the perfect point that you're making. But first off, if they were really, really, really concerned, as Rick has said, for 10 years, they'd all use wood, and you wouldn't have to worry about it. Wood-like is not the same as wood, no matter what they say. But you're correct. In the old days, if you had a 31-inch, 19-ounce bat, minus 12 as you would say uh you can now have a 31 18 a 31 17 if they can make such a bat a 31 16 and as you just said more bat speed through the zone more quicker hits off the bat more danger to the little 11 year old pitcher who's pitching today against 12 year olds and even 13 year olds so we agree but you know we've talked about that for again 10 12 years
2: Marty, it's 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 a real concern, and and uh, you know I know from years past. uh, And Marty, thank you for the call. From years past, you know the Little League has said, well, you know we we want to encourage uh, the kids. Uh, to play the game uh, and by making the bats lighter and whip faster uh, they 'll get more hitting done if you use a traditional wood bat it, it's it 's more difficult for them to hit. I always thought that was kind of a bogus uh argument, uh, but you know that's that 's where we are and, and little league it 's their league they 're going to do what they want to do steve we 're running short on time here, but you know this is just always to me so so mind boggling that that little league continues to you know to I mean, we know they have good, positive intentions. We get that, but it they just seem to be so unnecessarily complicated with intentional walks. We didn't last week. We talked about the kids got to keep their stay in the batter's box. Uh, the, you know, they can't steal signs. I mean, the, the whole things with the bats, curveballs. It just gets so, so complicated. It's just a game of baseball.
3: And I think you're right. It's a simple game at its base, but I think also the bigger picture here is they're now dumping so much on an umpire who is a volunteer. You know, we had paid umpires in the umps for Little League because we wanted certifications and better umps, and I think that did make a difference. But you're now asking umps who are either paid nothing or not a lot to now absorb all of these rules. The ump has to know the eight exceptions to the one foot in the batter's box rule, so when, <laughs> when a guy throws a pitch and the and the kid steps out, did he meet one of those, one of the eight exceptions? I mean, that's an o- Oh, and by the way, I'm calling balls and strikes, and i got to keep that count in my head. I mean, it's an awful lot to ask, and we've only scratched the surface, of course. I'm glad you referred back to the article at your site, but we've only scratched the surface. But at the bottom of it all, um, it's also making it much more complicated for the umpires who are under tremendous pressure in terms of what they have to just know and look for to begin with.
2: Steve Kallis, uh as always, a tremendous job, great insights, great analysis, and, on, on, uh, well, I'm, I'm glad you, you have a, a background as an attorney because it takes that to figure out what's going on with all these changes. And, Steve, uh, I thank you, as always, for, uh, for getting up early on a Sunday to join me. Great to be with you, Rick. That, of course, is our friend Steve Callis. <laughs> You know, as I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, there are so many uh, rules and regulations that need to be reviewed, uh, you know, for this year and for next year. Uh, It really, again, you wonder why it's so complicated and so difficult. One thing that one rule in particular I didn't have a chance to review with Steve Callis. Is a new rule about fighting. Now, we know that fights, unfortunately, do occur sometimes in Little League games when emotions run high. Sometimes the kids squabble. Sometimes, unfortunately, the parents, uh, the coaches get into it, uh, and it's obviously a mess. Uh, Little League Baseball has a new rule uh, saying, in effect, that a manager or a coach or a player – shall not leave their position in the field or bench area during a fight or physical confrontation. And if a manager or coach does get involved, uh, they, uh, under the umpire's judgment, uh, they could be uh, ejected immediately. And it's hard to understand, you know, how do you put all, all this on the, on, the, on the umpire's work in the game? Now he's trying to be a peacemaker, then trying to figure out which of the coaches or players are involved. It just seems like, again, a good rule, a good intentioned, but not exactly the thing that's going to be uh, make it easier on the umpires or to people to, who run, run Little League Baseball. Uh, again, for a recap on all of this, uh, I strongly suggest that you go to uh, AskCoachWolf.com, uh, where Steve Callis put together a, a terrific overview, and it's quite readable. Uh, you don't need a law degree to figure it out, but it, it's extensive as to what's happening again this year and into next year as well. We mentioned, of course, about the bats, uh, whole new rules regarding bats for starting January 18. And, of course, the fact that uh, 13-year-olds, are, you know, the rules, they're going to be basically banned from Little League Baseball, you know, starting next year. And that's, that's something that is just um, we've been asking for for a long, long time. Uh, it's it's just, Again, I'm not sure why it's all this complicated, but it is what it is. Okay, uh, that's it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Michael Fliegelman. Please stick around to Ed Randall. He is up next. And one last thing. Thank you, Dad. How powerful is Cox Internet?
0: Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.